There's a new virus in the database. We have a zero bug attacking all login and all the way files. Run antivirus. Give me a systems display. Hey, I hope you're having a great day wherever you are listening to this podcast. Today's edition will be about OSINs. So let's jump into that straight away. What is open source intelligence, OSINT? Is any intelligence produced from public available information collected and disseminated in a timely manner to an appropriate audience to address a specific intelligence requirement? The transformation in this digital age that brought a huge benefit to our society and the speed and scope that has triggered different kind of challenges and risks. Cyber criminals, terrorist groups, all kind of malicious actors are using this digital arena effectively. The predictions that says cyber crimes cost our businesses trillions of dollars. And actually in 2019, the estimate was about $2 trillion. But having said that, this is what we know about the breaches that took place and the cost of that, $2 trillion in 2019. And the numbers are much higher. And just to put things into perspective, the Australian GDP, for example, for 2021 was $1.5 So you can see the numbers, the sheer numbers of, of dollars uh, to, to this industry and to cyber criminals and how lucrative that work is for them. And this is the dangerous part when something is making this amount of money, you won't expect that to go down or go less. There will be more attempts and more attacks happening, unfortunately. What does that have to do with OSINT? We'll go and explain that with any cyber attack, especially done by APTs, information gathering plays a huge part of that. And the success of how much and how good the information they gather and build a profile for the attack, the attack will be successful and they can ransom and breach others people security much more easy so in any cyber attack you will hear about OSINT plays uh, a big part of that in the pre-attack section so to understand more about OSINT we have to go to the inception to the creator to a little bit of history and that will give you a much better understanding of what we are facing so back into the inception part uh, was with the U.S. DOD, Department of Defense. And this is where or how they define what is an OSINT. Is any intelligence that is produced from a publicly available information and is collected, exploited, and disseminated in a timely manner to an appropriate audience for the purpose of addressing a specific intelligence requirement? Introduced during... Uh, World War II as an intelligence tool when the U.S. established the Foreign Broadcast Information Services, FBIS, to monitor publicly available information that has any relation to the ongoing war. After the war has ended, FBIS continued to exist. And after the unfortunate 9-11, a special commission was formed to look into the agency's work and recommend the formation of a special unit for enhancing and gathering of intel within the CIA. After that, the director of the National Intelligence, uh, DNI, announced the creation of the National Intelligence Open Source, OSC, 
which took over some of the FBIS work, but nowadays all has all this work has been merged into what is called the open source enterprise under the CIA wing again. So you can see how much OSINT is uh, born from defense department to address certain specific areas. And now it's been very, very heavily used in the commercial sector. And it is a, a very, very important part of cybersecurity or any cyber program, especially in red teaming and now with the purple teaming. And I have to just lay down some differentiation between OSINT gathering, which is gathering public information only, and what, for example, some NSA and L of agencies that did some controversial data gathering programs and the difference between them. Programs like the X-Keyscore, FASIA, uh, which is a program that was created by NSA for the phone tower mapping, taking advantage of a very, very old vulnerability, existing vulnerability in the communication, and they can map anyone's worry about with the towers and Mac and map that with uh, with very, very accurate timing of where they are and how they travel. Optic Nerve, which was a combination work between NSA and uh, GCHQ, the British um, intelligence, and collecting images and creating profiles on dossiers on people. And this is where it's very different from OSINT gathering, and this is where you draw the line. Because legality, if you're a cyber security analyst, researcher doing some OSINT, and you come into defining some leaked information or a, a PII information that shouldn't be there, this is what we label no sense. Any leaks, any like WikiLeaks information, it is labeled as no sent as it is in the public arena out there, but this information is not meant to be there and it should not be worked or used or taken advantage in any commercial way as well, because we'll see the data brokers and how they utilize OSINT to make money and sell this information. So always know where you stand legally, because that could be a very murky water and can end you in jail if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, a story long time ago of a few things I found about one agencies which I shared with them and the first response was very harsh and, and heavy handed and when I explained exactly how this information was very easy to access publicly I didn't do any effort to acquire this information and uh, after that it opened a few doors in doing some work uh, with that uh, specific as well agency so it was a good thing for me but it's not always good for other people. So you have to be careful where you stand and what you're doing. And if you are engaging new into the business, always uh, get some legal advice on what you need to do and how you need to do it. Have some forms. If you're doing some penetration testing, sign all these legalities. Be, just be careful uh, when you do this thing. One document I just want to mention now as well before I forget is the NATO Open Source Intelligence Handbook. I really do love this uh, book, although it is a little bit outdated now, but you can get it from GitHub, download it, have a quick read, because it's really uh, explain OSINT and how the maturity of any OSINT program should be and it works in a bigger complex scale, how data transformed to information and when it processed to intelligence the journey of that and the categories of information gathering, starting with the open source data, OSD, which is a primary source. This is a phone, audio, video. You get the information straight up from that. And then you have the open source information, OSINF, 
Uh, this is the secondary source, books, interviews. This is as well what we label as gray literature. And you have the open source intelligence, OSINT. This is the output of uh, open source material processing all information. And then you have the validated OSINT or OSINT V. This is the high degree of certainty and data validation. After you validated data in the OSINT, you have a more mature, accurate finding. As you noticed, so here with the open source data and the open source information is what compromise and make up the source of intelligence that OSINT used to drive its results. So as I mentioned, this handbook is really handy, really good to download and read and build your structure of understanding OSINT from these handbooks. Going back into the types of any OSINT activity that you'll perform, it will be between these or a combination uh, of these ones, offensive, defensive, active, or passive. Offensive in a way, any cyber attack, especially made by APTs, start by gathering information, gathering intel. This is the attack IQ, for example, for you. Defensive, the mitre attack kill chain of building that into your defense, understanding how gathering of information or this information might compromise your environment and work it through. So you do these activities to gain this insight, to gain this knowledge and enhance um, your security. Now, passive is you do that without touching the environment, without being traceable in any way, shape or form. You go and get this information about certain company from different sources and not from the actual company. Active, which is opposite, it is live. This is scanning their environment, scanning their servers, doing something, interacting with their environment possibly. And this is where they can get notified with the audits, with the logs, and understand that someone is trying to get this piece of information. It is simply knowing their IP, their domains, getting more intrusive into their environment. And this is the section or the part that is a little bit dangerous. You have to be careful and know what you're doing as legality start happening there so moving forward with the kill chain there's seven domains in that starting with reconnaissance weaponization delivery exploit installation c2 command and control and persistence we are interested in the first part of that which is reconnaissance which is the pre-attack all the rest uh, is considered the attack enterprise which is initial attack but what with the OSINT part is the reconnaissance or recon part where you target your selection, all the information gathering, the process about the people, about the technology they're using. And that's what we label or we uh, call as the adversary uh, OPSEC. And um, NIST as well, SP800-115, which is the information security testing assessment and the penetration testing execution standard, PTES. Um, has a certain structure of planning, discovery, attack, reporting. And you will see here the discovery and attack is in a loop in that cycle where you have to discover something to enable to attack it. And in that process, you have intelligence gathering, threat modeling, vulnerability, threat, risk finding. We're not interested in all of that. We just want as well to mention that the intelligence gathering is part of, of this one. So you're getting the picture of OSINT is not an isolated uh, work that you do. It is embedded. It is included in every part of a cybersecurity operation. Is it blue teaming, red teaming? Any part of any work it could be used in the defensive, offensive, 
and this is how you gather your intelligence in a way or another now we go as well with the awesome cycle in planning collecting process and exploitation analysis and reporting or pivoting with planning the golden rule always apply failing to plan is planning to fail it is as simple as that you don't allocate time and effort in the planning process any project will fail so always put the right resources and energy in the planning phase and you'll get a successful outcome always with the planning you know now what collection you need what type of data you are after and this is what you want to do there so uh, with the collection type you have a many different types is it a geo meant is it segment is it you going after the social media you going after domain and ips you going after uh, the users and the username and emails what are you gathering what type of collection and data you are after the process is simply filtration coloration of the intelligence and this is the exploitation part they're happening now with the analysis it is simply combining patterns together uh, identifying and setting priorities and i call this section fusion because it's combining or combination of everything together and performing or to generate the reporting that we want this is the final staging of what we want to achieve which is uh, conveying the intelligence of the information into a usable useful way and this is what exactly you want to achieve so now that we have mentioned all the frameworks all the principles uh, of what is an OSINT and uh, how can you implement or what structure you need to follow to have a proper operation in a way now i just want to go as well to the technical side of uh, of this session and just give you as well my preference this is what i think works for me and i prefer uh, when I conduct some awesome activities, you can do all that in Parrot, in Kali Linux, or just go into certain websites or links, which I will show you and do your activities. But from my experience, uh, when I found CSI Linux, it was a moment of regretting I haven't been using this uh, platform before. CSI Linux uh, has a very, very well dedicated group behind it. And it is one of the best platform I've seen for OSINT. It is just simply a Linux uh, flavor that is loaded with about 175 tools. Most of them are very, very useful OSINT tools that you can use in your investigations. So if you go to the website, install the VM Linux, or you can have it as well as a bootable. Uh, they have a lot of uh, resources on the website that teach you how to do everything and just go and install it. And when you install it on the top left, you have a menu that will drop and there's one major one, which is OSINT and online investigations. And there you have hundreds of uh, options you can use from. You have OSINT uh, domain, email, phone numbers, uh, SOC uh, as well for the social media. One that I always use is the social media search where you put the name and if it's taken, you know that this username has all these links. As well, there's Little Brother, a very uh, small application that is really useful and powerful. And the most powerful of all that I've been using or used uh, through these is Sherlock. 
It's a Python uh, tool that is very powerful in finding and researching in the OSINT. A lot of things I've seen, especially with the activities to find predators online and malicious people online is through Sherlock and find certain patterns of how they conduct their activities. And it is such a powerful tool if you conduct it the right way. So CSI Linux is loaded with activities as well for the dark web, for the tour, for uh, virtualization as well, docking. It has a lot of uh, useful tools as well for forensics. It has uh, some incident response, but mainly it is the awesome tools that I like that they have. Uh, or give it a go, test it, see if this is something you do like and it is useful for you and start using it and um, you won't regret it. Another website, it is better than giving you each and every tool on its own is taking you there. The website is, I'll put all the links as well in the descriptions. Uh, it is awesomeframework.com. If you go there and the options are in the hundreds, you start by username, email address, domain name, IP, images, videos, documents, social network, instant messaging, you name it. You have all these links mapped and depend on what awesome activities you want to perform. For example, I go to email address and it, it gives me more options to do. And I, for example, as well, select the breach data. It gives me as well some options. For example, like, uh, have I been pwned? Dhash and Intelligence X. So you get all these uh, links straight away of what you want to do, what activity you want to do, and you do it from there. So it makes it really, really easy to conduct your searches as well. It has a dark web activities where Tor search, Tor directory, general information, really, really, really useful site. I use it almost every day uh, to find what exactly I want to do and how I want to start my research. One thing I didn't mention about CSI Linux, and this is a very, very, very key tool that I love using there, it is the cases. So you can go and just start a case and give that case uh, a name and then choose what you want to do. You are going after a domain. You want to get all sent everything in the public about this domain and you put all the input that you need and that case will start working. It will start using the tools that it needs to use and then it will give you the result with all the links, a full on report and that will be saved under a case number. That is very, very, very useful to have. And this is one of the main things I love using CSI for that. It just built the case for an OSINT activity for you. And then you have that saved with all the results and a nice report. So this is on its own. This is just gold for that. That would be all for the technical side or how to use OSINT in your day-to-day -day operation. I always say as well, if you want to get better, always go and join forums. For example, there's a Slack OSINT rocket chat. If you want to go and join this chat, there's a lot of cool people that really knows about OSINT and all the activities, all the discussions, you'll get a load of uh, intel. And there's as well activities such as the National Missing Person Hackathon, and there's the Missing Person CTF, which is uh, a lot of activities that you can participate in and get as well, sharpen your uh, knowledge and, and skills in OSINT. One thing I didn't mention as well with the OSINT framework uh, website, at the top right, there's some letters like T, D, R, M. 
And whenever you open a link, there's a letter. For example, T indicates that this tool needs to be installed locally on your machine. And this is very handy because it tells you, okay, if you want to utilize this link, they give you a hint before that you need to install it and has to be local. So you understand that if this is the tool that you want to need or want to use, you want to download. Like D means the Google Doc and R require registration. So it gives you a hint before you go there that this tool require a certain thing, uh, which is very handy and very useful. So in that, I'm going to stop here because uh, it is one of these subjects that there's always something to say and something to do. I hope what we mentioned today is enough to get you interested and get you into the OSINT activity. You will see that that will help you on day-to-day uh, -day work. It will provide you a lot of good skills that you have to have as a cybersecurity expert. And uh, it's just one of the good things to have in general. That will be it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening as always and have a good one. Take care. The Rising Cyber by Chad Sally B.